Electrician's Monday Club brought to you by MyEnergy.com. Hello, is Sam your favourite host from the Monday Club? I just wanted to let you know about MyEnergy.com. They are UK manufacturers of eco smart home tech, including the world leading EV car charger, the Zappi, and the awesome power diverter, the Eddy. Now, it's time for Monday Club. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Monday Club. Uh, Join today, special guest, Mr. Darren Stanifolf. How are you doing, Darren? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for the invite. It's, it's a pleasure to finally catch up with you all. Well, don't act like you knew who he was before I phoned you. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> You've been appearing on my social media feed for quite a few months now. Well, oh, in a positive or negative way? Or indifferent? I mean, the positive bit is the amount you get to interact with you without a doubt. And I think the conversation starter is, is a must. I think we've got to talk more and discuss more as we do as an industry. I just think that uh, collaboration is the way to go. And, and you guys definitely definitely do a lot of that. So, so it's all positive from me. Oh, that's very cool well, you say so. Yeah, I mean, we always like, the thing, the thing with Monday Club is we just like chatting. And it ends up just turning into nonsense most of the time. But sometimes we like to think that some, we get quite technical. Well, I definitely don't. But Neil can get quite technical. Ricky thinks he's technical. And, you know, oh, turn up the mic a tad. I'm having, so just for the viewers out there, go on, what? Sam, the reason we have a chat is so that we don't ruin the flow of the podcast, yeah? That's why we do it. So the fact that you have to stop and then read the chat, action the chat, breaks up the podcast a little bit. You see how that works? There's a reason I'm the dumb one, all right? <laughs> I can't do two things at once, bro. Like rabbit in the headlights, and like, oh, what? <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it is. Vic, you're very quiet. <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's a drive one. I feel like we ain't even started. We're still, we're still sorting out Michael volumes here going. I don't know what's going on. I've, I've been missing for a month. For this, this is what happened. The professionalism is out oh, the window. It's, 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 I'm very upset about it, I've got to say. You want to conversation about your hair and what's gone on with it and the fact that it looks like it's been done by a blind person? Well, do you know what? When, when we were talking about how sound don't get technical, I was thinking that's a very technical haircut that hasn't come off very well for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, man looks like a fat, handsome fat man. I know. Mean, yeah, one one thing's right in that you're fat, you know, but the haircut, uh, well, we, you know. That, look, hey, Darren, Darren, from one fat, handsome man to another, we look good, no? So, <laughs> <laughs> mine's, mine's a product, mate, so I don't know about yours. I was going to take it off for a second then. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a Lego hair. Yes, you know, just unclip it and, and clip something back on. So, let's try and send my back. Let's try and get to some normality. Uh, so, in what Monday Club is supposed to be, he's telling us about what's gone on the week before. And well, Darren, I, I, I think he's like, you should leave this one. You had quite a big week. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, this is quite a big year for me, uh, all in all. Yes, uh, it's, um, it's quite evident that I've got a new job now and a, and a new uh, position. Uh, my wife is about to give birth to our third child. I mean, any minute now. Wow. Um, she's she's out of room now. You know, nurse is there. <laughs> she's, she's over there on one of them bouncing balls, trying to make it all happen <laughs> at the moment. Bless her. She's doing incredibly well. She's very frustrated at the moment, but she's doing she's doing as proud. Bless her. So so she's here, and uh, and I chose to do it all in a year where just a little bit of a pandemic would kick in. That's all. So nothing nothing major. <laughs> I've got to say, for all, for all the men out there that have got pregnant wives that can hear you when you talk, that is take that text. 
know, with scripture, we put it in the comments. That's what to say when your wife is very close to giving birth, as opposed to me. That, uh, my wife went in and got induced, and we was we was <laughs> terrible. We was in the hospital, and she couldn't go in the bed. Like she wouldn't because she, she couldn't lay down. She was in pain. Perfect opportunity for a little three-hour snooze. That was for me. So off I went. Must be tiring for you. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was silly. Both of us feeling tired, you know. So. <laughs> Typical Rick logic. Every oh, time. it was insane. There you go. So I want to delve into into who you are, where you come from. Like many will know you as industry legend Darren Stanforth of the NIC. That was a big part of your history. Uh, now you're moving on, um, blazing a trail of glory into Skullmore. What what's what's the uh, what's it all about, mate? What's it all about this transition? Well, well, I, I, first of all, I'd been at NIC, EIC, and Alexa for 14 years, and I'd. Had, amazing time there it is a fabulous company to work for i've met some amazing contractors that are out there as well i've been very lucky in in what i've had to to do and how i've been able to to do it over the 14 years working with them so i'm very proud of what i've done there the pandemic kicked in so the stuff that i sort of championed the sort of the engagement stuff with technical contractors across the uk has just tailed right off so it gave us the opportunity to have a look at how we do things. Traditionally, NIC, EIC and Alexa used to do things face to face, the old fashioned way. This new stuff that you lot are doing, all using the internet was totally foreign to us. So we needed to catch up pretty quickly. And we did so to a certain extent. And we started to introduce um, an awful lot of chats here and there in fact there's a chat going on tonight my, my colleague who I used to work with Jake Green um, he's live on another social media channel tonight doing his little bit to, to help the contractors on some form of social media and and good luck to him but I, I just felt that after 14 years I'd perhaps come to a natural end there and I've worked with the guys over at Skullmore for a number of years and I, I know the owner I'm really lucky to to know Gary the owner and just through talking to him about how they were affected during COVID and they saw a massive gap and it just believed that I could fill that gap. And then through a few more chats with them, looked at moving into training with them and starting up training again. They already do training, but this is looking at taking training and making sure it meets the contractor's needs. So we're looking to try and do that as well. And if anyone that does know me, I, I'm a firm believer right from my days when I was a, uh, a horrible spotty teenager sat at college i believe education really is the silver bullet if we get them educated and train them right they will go on to install correctly and hopefully continue to do so for the rest of their careers so for me education i don't think we can get enough of it and skullmore are going to give me the ability to go out there and uh, and do what i do best which is talking to people about the virtues of doing uh, safe and correct installations Plus, I get to look at uh, some other methods, and I've got to get my head around this social media sort of thing. They want to do a lot more of this as well. I think that's an awesome thing. So in terms of training, what sort of training do Skullmore Skull currently do, and what are you looking to, to build on? And where, where are you looking to take it? At the minute, it's very, very based around their products. So if you want to go in, you can look at their Click Smart range, you can look at their Via Lighting range, and you can get 
very bespoke training on that. They've also got ESP, let's not forget, under the business brand. So, so as the group, they sit there quite a, quite a substantial wide base across the group. So you What's can go ESP? in and get training on ESP, do all the fire alarms, CCTV, all that sort of stuff there. So you can get all of those. Hold so on you can actually go and train with them. Hold on a minute. Why are you laughing, Neil? Whenever a three-letter acronym comes together, Sam rolls his eyes and goes, what is it? <laughs> it's like it's every <laughs> single week now, it's like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, but at least now I know. <laughs> until until <laughs> next week. I feel like if I asked you again next week, you got that. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I know. I'm doing it again, and I'm doing I'm doing the, the, the motion that Sam never does, but it characterises him perfectly for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I've never done that ever. It's way, it's way, way too much uh, effort. Look, Neil sent me another message. My yeah, go, go read it. I'll tell you what, you're suffering. You're suffering. Do you remember the old Skype problems you used to have? Where if, if one person's talking, you have to stop and wait a little while, otherwise have a mic don't pick up. We're not that doing is, that. That's that is problem. now the issue you're having with your mic. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy because if for those who, who have watched, I have general mic issues every week. <laughs> and now is Sam. I'm so happy. And do you know the embarrassing thing is I am the only one here, obviously. I've got a mic, it's a USB mic. Plug, go, that's it. These two have got I've these got the same mic. So shut yeah, up. But, but what are you plugged into now? You're plugged into an amp. And look, look at the boxes. Look, it's, it's ridiculous. Just plug it in, USB, you're done. I've got another it's, one here. It's amateur it's, hour, look, isn't it? It's amateur look, hour. I've got another it's, it's, one. I might try this one. For God's sake. It's, it's mental. All these mics. All these mics. And oh, the, yeah. So, listen, don't worry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt about you. <laughs> just cut himself off talking. Should, should, should we just mute him? Yeah, he's, he's cut himself off. just on another on another planet today. Did you notice I've got I, I put my um How my new letters after my name today? No, no one noticed that I've got my new letters. I paid for them. Tots. Yeah, talent of the show. I told you it was coming. Talent of the show. Oh my god. <laughs> Hundred and seventy pound a year to Rick. If you want some, mate, nil. I'll give you my address, you send a check. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, I think so. Darren, <laughs> what, do, what is your... I mean, you've had sort of, sort of, say, 14 years with, with Scheme, now with NRC. Yeah, it was... Yeah, just yeah, about 14 years with, with those guys, yeah. How did you... Now, I imagine you can maybe speak a little bit more openly, I don't know, but in terms of the ease that people seem to blame the NIC for absolutely everything that's wrong in this industry... I, it's a pet hate of mine. Um, it really, it really grinds my gears. If I and to be fair, Napit get it as well, um, not to a lesser extent, a much lesser extent. But how, how, what was your opinion of of, of, of that? Because it's no secret it goes on. Yeah, it, it does go on, and, and we. When I had my old hat on at the, at the other company, um, we used to look at it and, and we knew they, they're the biggest scheme provider out there. Around about 80% of the people in the industry are registered with them. Um, so if there's something going to go wrong at, out there, then eight out of 10 times, it's going to be NIC, IC company associated with the work that isn't quite right or isn't believed to be right. I, I still used to always go down to the figures. And, and I think if I can remember the figures off the top of my head, um, if you look at the amount of actual complaints that are complained about and actually upheld, it equates to something like 0.0013% mm. of all jobs that are out there. And 
if you're still worried about that zero zero one three percent if they are taken by NIC, they will get upheld and they'll get looked at at no charge or cost to you. So, so that's, that's the, the risk you've got. The, the, the problem is, is when you get someone look at it, another contractor say, oh, that's, that's bloody horrible that is, you need to get something done about it. And the homeowner just doesn't want to get engaged again with the original contractor mm. and they get away with it and they shouldn't be getting away with it. You should complain to the scheme provider. And at that point there, the scheme provider should step in and we do or sorry we did <laughs> when mm. I was there and I was involved my first few years there I was an operations engineer looking and dealing with complaints and I've been involved in removing a couple of contractors from the role I've been involved in paying for people to have things rewired that weren't quite done right and I've been involved in engaging with those good contractors that have got the logo to put the work right at no cost to the client. I must say, now I'm looking across all schemes, it is a scheme requirement if you are going to operate part P. So all the scheme providers have got the same rules. So mm. it's there for everyone to use. But not, but not enough people use it. They just have the hump, go on social media, tell people how bad they were. Just phone the scheme operator up. They will get it put right. Mm. A lot of things that I, th I find that happens as well, sorry, Rick, is that right. where we live in this sort of um, Instagram world now of uh, people producing their absolute best face always, that it's so easy to, to, to lose what could really happen in reality. And just because maybe things look a bit untidy in the distribution board or consuming it doesn't necessarily mean it's, 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 it's done poorly or badly or dangerously. And, and a lot of that sort of goes on where we just sort of... we're social media is, is in terms of looks wise and what things look like we're putting ourselves right up there and everyone's frightened to to maybe show something off that that's maybe not crystal clear you know yeah i mean it, it, i mean we all strive for perfection in no matter what we do and if you don't quite reach it unfortunately what probably you guys know better than me social media will just absolutely kick you down and there are far too many people <coughs> if it's if it's not clipped and it doesn't look like it's clipped in the right dimensions or it's not 100% level or there's something slightly wrong, they will just absolutely hound on you. I think they're, they're a bit too quick to do that. I mean, mm. I think you have to remember, you're not perfect. If you're not prepared to put yourself out there, shut up. Yes. <laughs> and then just, 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 just watch it and enjoy. That's all I'd yeah. say is just watch it, enjoy. Social media is meant to be there to either help people out or be fun. And when you start picking on people from a long way away, it's none of them things. So just don't do it. I've got, I've yeah, got, Neil. I've got a question. That's still terrible. I've no, got it's a question. Not, it can't be terrible. There's no way. Just don't speak so close to it. So. Is it actually terrible or what? It's, it's, it sounds like you're like in, in my house next to me. So loud or good or what? That's fine. <laughs> Rick. Give it back a bit. We're 15 minutes in, we're still sorting out mics. Sounds <laughs> so excited only, about tonight. Only on Monday, I, I, can, I, I, I bet he's absolutely dying inside. I'm not. Right, listen, <laughs> listen, yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to pose a question to the people that watch, you know, how many people, when you see a picture of someone else's work, how many people look for the good stuff and how many people look for all the bad? Because I, I, I think 99% of people look at it and the first thing they do is try and pick fault with it. It's human. It's natural because you want to be the better spark. <laughs> so you look at something and the first thing you do is try to pick a hole in something. And worse than that, I think, I think people feel a little bit embarrassed. If they say something's really good, 
and then someone comments about something, I never see that. Oh yeah, you're right, it's crap. <laughs> and then and then they've been put into the the guy to put the picture. But as Neil said, it's exactly what I was going to say. To be fair, there is a vast difference between something that's a little bit untidy and a little bit of a mess, and something that's dangerous. Uh, when it comes to to you know to complaining to any CPS scheme, but in this case the NIC, what is you know you can't go after someone because they haven't clipped it across a beam. Like, yeah, it's not correct, but realistically, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a, there was an Italian woman from London who who had a rewire done, and uh, she was living on her own. Her husband, she said, her husband would have sorted these things out and sorted the electrician out. Where the inside of the garage had been painted white, um, the contractor had clipped direct, uh, just normal grey twin and earth. And she was complaining about the fact that it was grey, not white. And the contract, she hadn't paid. The contract said, I'm not going back around there until she, until she gives me my money. Oh, it, it, was, it would have been far easier for me to get in a car, go down there, either put it in some conduit or trunk in myself to close the complaint down. But in the end, it started to get horrible. And in the end, we couldn't actually find against the contractor. He'd done everything fine. It just wasn't white. I, mean, I did feel for him a bit because she held four and a half grand back from him. So, oh. so it, was, yeah, it, was, it was a bit horrible. That was one of my first ones I got involved in. I, I got chucked in right in the deep end there. And it's, it's, it's like that, isn't it? What, 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 what do you do? Go out of a tub of paint, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I've got a question. And I think it's important to understand who you are, Darren. What so you had this role at NIC where you would be part of getting things put right? So, what is your history as a spark or technician? Everything face of mic and it's perfect. Dealing with your mic, I'll quickly try and wrap it up. Um, in the middle of the 1990s, I, I, I said to my career advisor that I, I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps and be an electrician. I got it totally wrong. My dad was an electronics engineer, not an electrician. <laughs> so they went and got me some career advice and said, yeah, printed out an old dot matrix printer came from the careers officer. You need to go and do your two weeks work experience here. I was lucky enough uh, that uh, we knew someone who was an electrical contractor. I went and done two weeks working with them. Absolutely loved it and then uh, got a job with a local contracting firm, Harrison Electrical. I, I, now, without a doubt, Malcolm Harrison, the owner back then, lovely guy, took me on, showed me pretty much everything that I needed to know as, as a grounding, as an apprentice. Uh, I, I can say I wasn't the best apprentice that was out there. I, I was more... I was more academic than I was actually hands-on, but the hands-on stuff, it, it generally worked first time, although it wasn't done the quickest. So I had that bit to me. Um, I had some amazing guys working with me that I could look on. They just finished their time. I had a guy called Andrew Morrow and another guy called, called uh, Christian Norbone. They were absolutely <coughs> fantastic guys. They, they really were. Of just showing me how you make the transition from being an apprentice to a Sparks. Because one day you go home and you're an apprentice, you come back and you're, you're meant to be a Sparky. And that's, that's quite a, a big jump. And it was one of the big things, honestly, that scared me as an apprentice of what do you do? How do you turn up? How do you take on a job yourself? And mm. Harrison's were brilliant at doing that. And we used to do travel lodges up and down the country. Um, and bedrooms were made in the back of a factory on the Cambridgeshire, Bedfordshire border. We used to go around the country wiring them up and getting them ready for, for people to 
to turn up and start to use as well as that as a contract in in uh in schools for a lot of maintenance so i've got to do an awful lot of maintenance fault finding and stuff like that and all the other work that generally got rung up and, and asked to do with a normal contracting some business in between and uh, that that without a doubt gave me a, a fantastic footing just around about the, the turn of millennium things slowed down quite a bit so um so at that point Malcolm was brilliant. He allowed me to sit on and do the C course and start the C course. He, he didn't have to. I was asking for another day off work, but my boss was, was absolutely superb. He said, all right, you, you go ahead and do that. So, so I did. And, uh, and then coming back in for another four days a week, I used to sit in the office sometimes and do some takeoff sheets and stuff like that. He was building a new office at the, at the time. So I started to get stuck in and, and started to do some bits on that not electrical at all for about two or three months and uh, and then saw another opportunity to move on they were asking for a, a technician at the college at that point so it was a case of more money more oddity <laughs> why not sort of thing so 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 I, I took the decision to go into the academic world and work my way up and uh, I did that for a bit not for not for too long before I went back out into industry as a contract manager for Back then, it was a, a large uh, new housing uh, wiring company for, for Bedfordshire. It used to do up and down the A1 corridors. And I was a contract manager, sometimes looking after as many as about 30 people on the books. And you'll go that way, you'll go that way, and we'll meet up on Friday sort of thing. And it was a first fix in a day, second fix in a day, and you, a box of stuff will meet you on site and stuff like that. So we used to do that. Uh, I also used to look after the, the, the maintenance side of things as well there. So that was quite exciting in part of what I used to do. What was it you got the most, what did you find most rewarding in sort of a... First fixing and second fixing, although I didn't do an awful lot of it, I'd done some of it, but not loads of it. Um, the reason why I found the, the, the maintenance side quite good was that interaction with, with clients. You do a first fix and a second fix, you don't see anyone about from the plumber, and they normally get in the way. So you don't want to talk to them, do you? It's exactly so, what, it's, it's the same thing. I always found fault finding, and it's that same thing with the maintenance. That sort of when something critical goes down, and it, it, not everyone may see it as critical, but if someone needs that equipment to them, it's the most important thing. Like, yeah. You're the most important person in their world at that moment. And I always found that quite like, a bit of a buzz out of that. I used to find that to, to try and have someone that was looking towards you to make their stuff work and getting it working. For me, that was my favorite part of, my, of the job when I was on the tools. I loved it. Yeah, I had one my favorite one part of the job for in London. Microphone? Going home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had one big job in London where the fault would only be found if he had the central heating on, the dishwasher, and only the dishwasher on a certain cycle. So that's the only way it would actually trip, his, trip it all out. And so I had to, I was there for days trying to sort that one out. I thought it was essential eating. I thought it was other bits and bobs. Testing it revealed nothing. It was only the flex around the back across the central heating pipe. And the central heating pipe had to be on for a certain amount of time, breaking down the resistance of the insulation. Then the heat coming from the back of the dishwasher, only then would it trip the house out. And it was inherently when I wasn't there. So <laughs> I had one like that. It was crazy. I'd gone to a house and it was typical kitchen. Kitchen RCD kept tripping. So you, you go in and you obviously unplug everything, you know, resets, perfect, just something that's plugged in, plug the kettle in, bang, tripped out, got a faulty kettle, plug the test with RCD test, everything worked fine. Brilliant. That was in the morning, in the afternoon, complaint had come in, it's still tripping. Oh. So I got back, 
and then I plugged the kettle in, kettle worked fine. <laughs> and honestly, we done between two of us spent about three hours, just never found a problem. We just decided to rewire it because it was one of them things, and I never went back, so it must have been a damaged cable. You know, <laughs> and we was testing it, and you we was getting right, testing testing one leg. All right, we've got a uh, we've got a dead short, and then we'd, we'd test something else. We've got low resistance there, and then we'd split it, and then that would be clear, and then the other side would be clear. Do you know? I actually won Gary Hayes. It was a little while ago. Like, like I don't know how you tested this, Gary, but I'd run a few people. It's it's not logical. It's crazy. We even changed, like we changed the RCD. Um, you know, it must. You know, first thing we tested if it now that weren't it. Was, oh, what is going on? So yeah, it was one. You know, sometimes it's just easier just rewire it. Just, oh, it does get that's that, that skill, isn't it, of judgment? It's like, well, if I do think if everything goes by the book, then this should take me an hour, two hours. But then you have every now and again in your career, you have the little curveballs. You just going. Yeah, it's working. Why is it not working? <laughs> Someone told me a story once. I can't remember who it was, but it was a, it was a, 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 a again, it was like a dual RCD ball. And it kept tripping every every case. It kept tripping. It kept tripping, and it'd go there, it'd never replicate, and then all of a sudden it would trip, but then never get replicated. This went on for months, and it, it, in the end, it, they had this uh, like a stair lift that went up the stairs for this uh, elderly couple, and it. <laughs> It turns out after about eight months of to and fro and sending this uh, social housing electrician round and round and round and round, kept going back, that whoever had installed it had clipped it along the wooden underneath the stairs. So every time I walked up the stairs, bang. it tripped. <laughs> but it, yeah. it was like a neutral to earth fault. So it wasn't like a bang that someone could trace. It was just a tick. That was it. It was like, <laughs> it turned out what it was, but that took eight months to find or something like that. Something ridiculous like that. When I, think, I, when I first started, there's a... The, as an apprentice, the, the guy said to me, went to a school to find out why the sockets kept tripping in the, in, the, in the science lab it was. And my job for that day was to stand in the middle of the science lab and the Sparky went to the consuming or the disc board that was down the back and just keep switching the breaker on until I could see where it flashed from. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's like trying to switch one of them circuits off your car fighting a ball to repair a cutters, isn't it? You should have a gears in it done. I'll just bang it out. It trips, mate, yeah. It's the textbook <laughs> away from reality. And listen, no one should be doing things like that. It shouldn't be happening. But you know what? Th these things happen out there. It's important for people to realise that these things do happen out there and uh, yeah. hopefully try and push back on it if they do see it happening. But we've all been... I mean, I've been guilty of seeing some... and doing some horrendous things that I would, I would be I mean, ashamed to do now. Nowadays, I, I just look back on it and I just think, oh, my God, what... What was I involved in? Imagine if something would have gone wrong to him at the board end and then just stood there as an apprentice. What, what did you do? Well, I was looking for a bang, mate. I was looking for a flash and it, it didn't happen. But it, it, did, it did go show bang. Me the, show me the method statement where it says that's your methodology, please. <laughs> <laughs> I remember once in a place in Dalston, right, I could never name the company that done this, um, but I was an apprentice at the time. I didn't know any better. And uh, we was going back, the, the, it was the very first job I'd on. So my first six months was just doing noggins. That's all I'd done for the first six months of my apprenticeship. Noggins and back boxes, that was it. And we saw it through to all first fix, saw it through to second fix. And then we went through to turn the power on and then sorted out the niggles, the snagging. And this one, this cable had gone down, two-way switching. And he just sat there and went, got to do what you got to do. And just put a bit of red sleeve in over the copper CPC. <laughs> you know? What's, and uh, 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 these things happen. Uh, uh, I... <laughs> I never done it. I was an apprentice. I was probably year one apprentice, you know. Uh, 
But I'll just look at that. And there's a lot of people look back at like the golden years and look at the youngsters of today going, oh, they're terrible. But you know what? In all generations, there's been poor tradesmen. In yeah. all generations. I'll tell you what, this this leads to a nice little segment, actually, because um, we're going to talk about the worst thing you've ever done as an apprentice. And I think, I think mine will top everyone. So I'll tell you mine first. I was on, I was probably in my second year and I'd been left alone. I was in a, um, it was in a Debenhams and I'd wired a circuit and I'd put it into the breaker and to test that it was the right one, that the cable had gone to the right place because that's how unsure I was. You know, the logic, the logic thinking wasn't quite there. So there's a bit of T&E. I turned it on and I got my testers. I didn't strip it back. I just put them in the end to try and touch the live and the neutral. And obviously it just went bang, like lit me up. You know, and there was a there was a guy doing the ceiling fixing. Like, mate, you, are you all right, mate? Are you and for about ten minutes? Like, no, seriously, mate, are you all right? I couldn't see like dummy eyes, and my testers were completely gone. But obviously, I shouldn't have been left alone. Quite obviously, my second year, and that, that's what I'd done, which was obviously a sharp learning curve, should we say? A very sharp. Mm. Never, never, uh, never do that again. Obviously, but you do these things when you're an apprentice. So, what was? Can anyone top that? What was the worst thing you've done? I've got, um, I've got, I've got a bad one, right? And it was actually a career, uh, a mindset changer for me. So it was on that on that stage of my apprenticeship where I was coming out and being trusted with stuff to do on your own. Um, and obviously, the, that's that level of trust gets wider and wider as as time goes forward. All right, and um, I've been tasked to um, change a main switch or something at a school, and someone else had already started it and naffed it up. So I've been tasked to go back and put it right. Um, and as I got there, what had happened is that the, the guy had changed the main switch before the wrong main switch, and it was slightly longer. So he'd cut the terminal short. So I, uh, Sorry, the cable short, the incoming cable short. So I've gone there. I'm talking 20, 20 or 15 millimetres, 10 millimetres difference. I've gone in there with a the correct switch, and of course, they don't reach now. And that, that's the, now a major job, really, compared to what you're going there for. So what I've done, I, I used bits of copper and shoved it up in the terminals and main switch and tried to make it all touch. And the reason I've done it is because there was so much pressure at this company to do job, 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 and get moved on. There was so much pressure that I was worried that I'd be criticised for not knocking these jobs out and having to go back and do this major work. And um, anyway, thankfully that evening, it got spotted. And um, I was pulled up, I was properly told off. But that... The, the governor stood by me and that was a major turning point in how I refused to carry on going. I thought I'm never going to allow time pressures to make my decisions in terms of electrical safety and that sort of thing. So it was a real, it could have been terrible. It could have caused a fire with a big load on it. It could have been really bad. Um, thankfully it wasn't. And I, I really learned a lot from that in terms of how my attitude needs to be in terms of electrical safety and, and time pressures, which does happen a lot. I've got one. I've got one, and hear. it's not as an apprentice. I can't hear. Huh? Joking. Really? Sorry. Say, <laughs> Lend. Um, so I've got one, and it wasn't as an apprentice. Talking about Last safety. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's not. So Come on. <laughs> I was on a job, um, and it was working evenings in a school, changing out all the lights and all that sort of stuff in the classrooms and they said bring your own steps instantly you should know better and then go to a job where you've got to bring your own steps anyway i took my own steps but i only had four tread steps um and this job required probably six or seven 
So I was changing out the guts of these lights, standing on the very top of the four tread steps. And when you say changing of like your perception of like what's safe and what isn't, I just well I'd always worked at like under pressure, worked fast, and just had get just get it done mentality. I was up standing on top and I talked to my body a little bit, fell off the steps, come crashing down all around me. And my wrist was really sore. Anyway, I stood up and my wrist was like that. And I was like, I looked at the guy I was working with. I was like, do you think that's dislocated or broken, mate? And he looked at it and he went, that's fucked. And I was like, <laughs> and I laid on the floor and, and the ambulance come. And I had to have a, uh, a metal plate put in with 10 screws. What a joke. And ever since, mm. I've took my own health and safety so much more seriously because it is a real thing. And like, like you say, with that mentality of, uh, you know, just get it done, that get it done mentality is so prevalent toxic. in the industry. It's toxic, isn't it? It's toxic. So uh, if there are any learners watching, yeah. any youngsters, look, try and learn from our mistakes. Don't make them same mistakes. Talking about someone on the top of ladders, I, I'm I'm really bad at heights. I don't go up high. I think but maybe as I'm a tall, like I'm I'm not shaped to go high, you know. And we used to again on his head so big, it's like yeah, it's, it's, it's overbalances. It's like when you shake it and it just does that on me when my car all the time. You know what I mean? I'm doing. <laughs> he's got a ma like honestly. If you see Ricky in real life, he's got like this tiny real life, like he's a cartoon now, is he? He's got tiny little shoulders in this. Big bulbous head on top. I, I don't, yeah. Honestly, I don't know, but you were literally the only guy in the world. And I'm not being funny. Look at your head. Like, it's, it's, it's tiny, so isn't it? It's so insulting. It looks anyway, like a geezer so out of um, Beetlejuice with a small head. <laughs> well, it's not because I've got a big head. Can't Listen, find a hat. Let me tell you so what you want to know. So, this, this guy's on this top top of his 12 treads. So, he's high up and he's standing right at the top. I remember saying to him again, I was an apprentice, and I was like, mate, I don't know how you do it. I went, are you standing under that eye? And he went, it's only really bad, mate, when you step off and you're on the one side of it, you forget which way you're facing. <laughs> he said, before we stepped off, and the one way round says, Mr. Steps, I've just gone straight down. <laughs> yes, it's bad, bad when I do that. I was like, mate, yo, this is it's loon. I won't go on the top of me five treads. <laughs> I've got two no. treads left. Luckily, I'm quite tall, so I don't need my ladders that much, but on the steps, but yeah. Rick, I'm you're not quite tall, you're five foot seven. I've just hang on. I've just realised we've had all this electrical electrical talk. We don't really know if Darren can call himself an electrician, so he's done the quick fire questions, do we? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think before we get on to that, we've got to read Darren's apprentice story, haven't we? There's got to be one. Though. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's been, be he was one. being quietly. Like, he's been quiet, so I was trying to give him a pass. Case <laughs> <laughs> he's written his employment contract, not to embarrass us. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, probably the, the, the most stupid thing I ever did and dangerous thing I was, is actually it's to do with some home electrics at the end of my first year uh, where we used to live uh, in Biggleswade there was a, an old Myra shower and the knob to increase the temperature from hot and cold that that had been binned ages ago and I stupidly said look just ram a pair of pliers in there and you can adjust the temperature by that which worked all right until it wore down a little bit and then in the end like i said towards the end of my first year i said to my mum look just don't worry about it i'll have a shower and what i'll do is i was the only one in the house that had to have it the only girly one that had to have it turned down my stepdad and mum they were fine with it whatever temperature it was so i used to take these pliers that were my stepdad's pliers with nothing on the handles at all 
standing in cold, cold water and undo it and actually put it inside the Myra shower to turn the temperature down. And I did get a belt one day, sat in there, <clears throat> not a stitch on me, surrounded uh, water coming down. I just, just obviously just a slip and got a belt one day, told my mum about it. And uh, before you know it, me and uh, another guy from work are fitting a new Myra shower the next week. And the funny thing is, I guarantee you sat there being, being you know, just past a first year apprentice, sit, sitting in there in your cold water thinking, what happened there? <laughs> <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> the first one you get, you're like, <coughs> they've told me about it was that what it was is that is that what it feels like and you, you won't know until your second one but you just hope that your second one's a long way from your first one don't you really uh, but, absolutely I, I had a lot of electric 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 shocks as an apprentice yeah. a hell of a lot they but all hurt everyone it's, it's completely unacceptable i mean I, it's absolutely if, if 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 my apprentices were having anything like um well I don't think my apprentices have been honest and said they've had an electric shock. Well, under me, they've certainly not reported it, but I don't think they have. Um, uh, and I would say probably a couple of years I was getting as an apprentice easily. I remember one I've done with. Do you remember the immersion heaters? And then some of them used to have metal lids. You said plastic lids and metal lids. Yep. I remember putting the changing the thermostat, and obviously I hadn't put the terminal in properly. I put the metal lid on, and the live would come out and chuck the thing. Gone hit. And I remember this, that was the worst one I ever had. I was dizzy. I had headaches. It was awful. Um, but I always likened it to sort of your funny bone being hit and like, but a million times worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, they, they're I, such, they're such I had a bad one design, didn't they? The immersion mm. heat. They're still a bad design. Sorry, Sam. Awful. I we used to we used to do this thing. Um, whilst I was an apprentice doing like social housing, um, doing the rewires. Obviously, it was like cowboy. It was the Wild West, man. So used to. So my job would be to go and strip out all the sockets and light switches and all, all the fittings, strip them out, get ready to start pulling the cable out and, and rewiring them. Well, you would say to the electrician, "Is uh, it is a circuit off?" And it go, "Yeah." And then you go to do it, boom, and then they'd be laughing downstairs, and it do it all the time. So you're getting, one, you're getting probably one. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold up, hold up. This is this is the joke, right? So it happened to you once, oh, no. and then it happened again. Like, where, where? Why don't you just buy a vote pen at least, just to go, liars? Because no, because sometimes <laughs> you put your vote pen on, and then it would turn it back on. After, <laughs> I've, I've, <laughs> yeah. I've always maintained. Obviously, in that case, it's a bit different. But if you get an electric shock, it's only ever your own fault. It's only your fault. It's your fault a hundred percent of the time because you've yeah. not done something you should have done. Apart from if someone turns mm. it back on. Well, it should be locked off. Yeah, you should have the keys. That's the whole point. It's meant to be taking the board off. So it's not my fault, Rick. It's not my fault. <laughs> I, I feel like in that situation it wouldn't matter. But even if you locked it off, like you could take the board off, it would have connected oh, to the towels or something. I, you know. What I will tell you is, is almost any health and safety. Um, investigation to that would almost have it down as the person who, did, who was working's fault. Oh, that's the only other yeah. way it would come out because there's permit procedures, safe isolation, lock-off kits, keep the key. You didn't uh, have any of that. Short of, short of someone maliciously breaking the lock-off and resetting it while you're working on it, then it's going to be your fault. Which or, is a hammer to the head as far as I'm concerned. Apprentice or not, someone that is a, that, you know, a hammer to the head situation and that is exact. If someone breaks a lock off to turn something on to electric, yeah. that's another level. That <laughs> Listen, is, yeah. I'll probably the it. last thing you're ever going to do. Probably <laughs> the last thing you're ever going to do. Right. My favourite segment 
Quick fire questions. Oh, and oh. Darren, have you seen the quick fire questions? Do you know what to expect? I assume there's lots of questions and you'll give them to me quickly. No. Um, there's, there's, so. there's, there's one question that comes very slow. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so. It's so right funny if it's true. <laughs> Can I finish my little thing? No. Nah. Well, <laughs> there is a right and wrong answer and you will be judged on your wrong answers oh no I've got to interrupt again because there's a right and wrong answer but every time we've ever done this the question it changes, changes. yeah <laughs> so, we never know what's right or wrong anymore no we just make it up as we go along <laughs> and we all really know if we're honest we all really know what the right answer is it's, it's not a Makita fucking uh, multi card that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> with an Allen key. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. <laughs> right. Anyway, shut up. Here we go. <laughs> Favorite power tool brand? D Wall. Wrong. Right. No, you're <laughs> wrong, Neil. Wrong. Three against one. Right. Um, uh, side cutters or croppers? Side cutters. Oh, I don't think we can continue. Oh, that's horrendous. Are you even an electrician? You can't call yourself an electrician. You're too Karen, do you have a gold card? Yep. Do you want to see it? No. Don't what, it's, still, it's still a legit... Don't mean nothing. Is it still in got side cutters. Have you still bothered to keep it in date? I'll be honest, why went out of date? I never bought of it. I did. I, did. I have, yeah. It, 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 uh, it was one of the things that we, we used to keep up to date in case we had to go on site. It just allowed sure. us to get on it. Sure. Um, tea or coffee? Tea. Uh, wrong. Uh, work trousers or jeans? Jeans. Oh my God. This, is the worst this could be the worst. This could be the worst one. Uh, day rate or price? Otherwise, it, it, it depends. It depends what you think you'd get more of, doesn't it? Um, Hold on, say, I, I think we've heard his story about how quick he was when he was an apprentice. So there's only one answer here. <laughs> yeah, day rate. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, no, it's not. I think day rate's right for for me. For me, the fat lazy electrician, day rate yeah. is is right. Yeah. Price ain't working for me. No, <laughs> I can't be bothered to brush around. No. Uh, tester brand and favourite tester brand. I thought that, that's the sixth question. It is the sixth question. It's six now. Okay. You haven't been here so long, and you don't <laughs> we've know. Added, we've added questions. I didn't know. Well, it's cutters or croppers is the added question, bro. This is how I know you don't pay attention. Which Rick Favourite you should know, because it, it was on the first one on the Will's Electrical, which he was on, Rick. That, <laughs> well, know. that was a long time ago, but I feel like when you're a famous actor, or when you're a talent of something, you never watch yourself back, do you? So you forget things, you know? Rick I just I referred to himself as famous. I don't feel like I need to watch watch. Well, I'm, fa I'm very famous, mate. P probably the most famous person in the industry now. You know, it's. Uh, but I don't do it for the fame. I don't do it for the fame. But sometimes I you wish. Do it for the accolades. Yeah, I just wish. Sometimes I wish I could rewind the time, yeah, and people what? would just stop asking me questions. Ego, like a, a very other famous electrician, <laughs> can you just relax for a second? Do you remember uh, we called this quick fire questions? <laughs> in like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, favorite tester brand. Uh, Q-Tech. Okay. And uh, that's, that, that, you must have had a round on a fair few testers over the years as well. Is that one out of six? Uh, <laughs> Power Tool brand was yes. Um, before, before, before the Dewalt, it was Elu, wasn't it? So, so I, I, I used Who? to, I started off with Elu and then it went, then it went to Dewalt after that. So. Right. 
in a minute, you're going to get kicked off the show if you start talking about <laughs> Listen, we can suffer the microphone issues. We can't suffer psychos. <laughs> that, we can't. It's just awful. But it, it turned to be a certain type of psycho. Or if, it was, if it was the croppers, it was the, ones, it was the ones you could get off a wholesale counter with the luminous, orange, luminous yellow handles. They were the best ones. Yeah, they were the best ones. Yeah. They're All my the favourite ones. ones. The burgundy ones, ones. ones were good. Burgundy ones, but the, 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 the absolute best ones ever, you could only get them from tool station. They stopped doing them. There was a fiver. That's yeah, why exactly. they were the best. That they were the absolute the, best. Yeah, the luminous yellow handle ones were the yeah. same. Yeah, literally like seven quid off the counter. And you All you to, want. Used but, to get them, used to hate. Every now and then you used to have to use them to cut for a 3.5 screw. Yes! <laughs> again, you just got another pair. So. It was a hammer, wasn't it? It was everything. Tape measure, hammer. Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, with clips. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's the socket, Governor? But two croppers <laughs> to the top. Then they cut your nails with them, you know, having an air cut. The reason for the, the tool, the manufacturer, is I was brought up using Robin, and then Robin disappeared for a little bit when Fluke brought them out. They then came back under the new brand of, of Q-Tech and the, I just got used to it and got faith in it and got faith in the results that it replied. So that's why the, the, the Mega is a fantastic bit of kit. But personally, what I've got in the back of the motor is, is the Q-Tech. Yeah, I think, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I, I love a Mega, but I've got to be honest, Q-Tech, if, if you want an accessory for testers, Q-Tech are so far above that like I've got. I got the 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 light mate kit, you know, for the bayonet fittings, um, plug testers in. I don't I don't think any other brand does that that I've seen. Um, I got some extendable probes the other day, so I've got a fluke that the company provides, and um, it's just you know the RCBO is so deep now. If you're doing an RCD testing, you can't get your probes in, so they've got these long probes. QTech are the only brand that do them up to two thirty volt. The fluke ones were only for uh, extra low voltage apparently. So, you know, for the accessories they're good, and yeah, the testers. Um, I feel like the was always the, the budget option for a lot of people, uh, but actually now they've really, really got crocodile clips as well to go between conductors to do insulation. Got resistance. them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tech do them as well. I know the other brands do them, but but I don't think they. I don't think it was as readily available now. For what I've seen, because I've been looking recently, the internet. You can get anything off the internet. Okay, go on, readily available. Listen, listen the internet. Go on the internet now. And type in any other brand to do that light mate kit. Try or, find any or, other brand. Or while you're there, look for a good, decent mic. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and a hairdresser. <laughs> Bro, you, there's, there's no way you can be discussing hairdressing. Yeah, you're obviously, you Rick. Like, what do you mean? Charles Daniels. Look. Oh, my look God. Look at the state of it. It's there like what what do we look at? How can you look at the state? Of, if anything, you're criticising the shape of my head because there's no fucking air left. <laughs> hey, but it's patchy. It's patchy. It's like you've got alopecia. Yeah, well, I have. I've got a skin condition. You dick. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that, that's why I have to shave my head off. I've got like fucking. <laughs> literally, literally, I look I'm so like. Pleased. I'll tell you what my my head looks like. Have you ever seen um? Oh. Have you ever seen Monsters Inc? Have you ever seen that film Monsters Inc? No, no because I'm 38. Yeah, what, you're not got kids? Yeah, but you know they, they, they watch that. You've never seen Monsters, Inc. You've not lived. No, I don't know what you've not, you I don't even remember what I was meant to be searching now. You're searching for a light mate kit and for my skin condition. Set of clippers. <laughs> yeah. Corona oh. So light let's try and get this back on track somewhat. Um, Darren, do one. so in terms of... Seely do one. Who? Seely. Who? 
Steely and Ethos. 2160 Quick Fit. Is what, what, is right quick fit. what is it? Link it, link it, link it, link it. Let's have a look here. No one outside of you to know what you're talking about. I'm just confident that it's completely not what I'm talking about. It's 100% what you're talking about. Okay, show That's me. CEF, I'll put yeah. it in there right now. So I'm everyone waiting. can see. Paste, boom. Click on that right now. Okay. Then slap yourself. <laughs> it's exactly what you're talking about. Neil, I think you had a question. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe yeah. I think you had what I was going to say is, in terms of where you're going with Skullmore, in terms of specifically, uh, Sam is right, Rick. In terms of um, where you want to go technically, because what is your actual title? It's quite a mouthy one, isn't it? Yeah, I'm head of technical engagement. So that means for me, effectively, uh, I've got to look at how we do touch with contractors or with wholesalers or with anyone really realistically who, who wants to use any of our brands or any of the products um how that interaction happens so for me at the moment it's it's starting to affect what they put out across social media and tweak it more towards a technical bias so you're going to see things come up so i'm going to start to create a lot of debate and this is where again doing stuff like this we like debate so mm. i'll start to say all right should, you get a lighting circuit to wire. Do you feed the light or do you feed the switch first? And just put it out there and see what people some to say. We've been looking <laughs> at things. Do you do radio radial? We've been looking at other things. And there'll be more and more of this coming on and down the line. And it helps us get that information back. So do we need to make larger terminals in baton holders, pendants and down lights and stuff? Do we need to make larger holes when it comes to terminals on the back of sockets, switches, anything like that, really? Do we need to look to help you guys out so that's the first thing i'm also going to be looking at uh carrying out some contractor engagement events so that's getting people like you and like-minded contractors into rooms with our products and say which one of these do you fit why don't you fit the other stuff is there a reason you don't fit this and then try and come back with a, a product that would be better for you to fit if you were to fit it plus also uh, i'm given the opportunity to go out there and just help inform educate and try and give people the tools to make it easier out there i know you guys know it isn't easy out there so yeah. anything you can do to make it easier is what i'm hopefully going to do darren, also, darren you say you, you you're looking for a debate um are you also looking to masturbate as well it depends how big it is, isn't it? What? What? <laughs> what the, where did that? What? I've been was... waiting the whole time for a masturbate joke. A mass, oh, a mass I, feel like, debate. I feel like you've waited eighteen months for that. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steer it because that was terrible. That wasn't even a funny joke. That was worse than a dad joke. Um, since you asked the question, do you feed first? Do you free plate or two plate? What's, what's, let's go around table. Let's get this sorted right Hang there. On. No, 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 no. You've got to. Uh, we've had this discussion before. I. And fundamentally of the opinion that just moving the plate from the light to the switch doesn't make it two plate wiring. It's still three plate wiring, but it's three plate of the switch. <laughs> you never had that discussion ever. Well, Rick and I have definitely and, had that discussion. And don't don't make it more listen, this is what Neil always does. He goes he comes out with some Neil logic and then goes, This is actually correct, and this is what we're gonna this is uh, the technology uh, we're gonna uh, use from here on out. Why is it and no one else plate? understands it? Why is it called three plate? I've got to say, I feel like that conversation was way more important to you than to me because I can't remember it. Why is it called free plate? Someone <laughs> tells me that. Why is it called free plate? 
Okay, in my knowledge, in my experience, and from my time in the game, three plate is because it goes to the light, and two plate is ready to go to the switch. It's because it's got a third plate of connections. Yeah, it's out of which uh, switch hasn't. Well, yeah, you've made a third plate by making it. A... I was always taught a two plate. You don't need the third plate. <laughs> Hold on. So you're saying so? Look, look at a pendant fitting. It's got three plates in it. You've got yeah. your loop, your switch, and your neutrals. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't got that at switch. So what's your argument? Well, how are you continuing the well, live circuit on there? Look, looking at some manufacturers, they they have got that loop terminal in the switch. So, so. I hate to take it. Evan, why are you confusing it? I hate to say it for Don't talk one. over him. Say <laughs> it Again, that's something. Do, do, mm. do the accessories need to have that loop option at a switch? Because it's, I think this, so. is, mm. this is the type of debate we, we're open to get a lot of information from so that it can help us future-proof the accessories that we're going to supply for you guys. I've got an important question regarding this as well because I, I only see two plates is a good option if you're fitting down lights. For obvious reasons, you know. But I also don't think you should go for three plate to two plate in the same property. It should be one or the other. And this is always the sort of debate I come up with. Should, should you go? Because I've seen people wire it three plate and then we've had 12 spots in the kitchen. So in the kitchen, we change it to two plate. Yeah, a lot of logic in that, yeah. Yeah, mm. but it, it, for me, I feel I'll tell like... Tell you what, I had a smoke detector. Yeah, well, I'm a fan yeah. <laughs> or anything like that, you know. Yeah, right. So I feel like it's got to be one or the other all the time. And I think with, with modern build houses... Especially modular houses, you're never getting to you're never getting down the wall again. So no. if you go two plate, that's game over. You're ripping the walls apart to ever get to it. Mm. Um, do we need both? Do you need a neutral at the switches now? Is that the actual answer? Because with, with the way devices are coming along now and, and the different technology, do you need to be sticking neutral at the switches every time? I think if you're looking at future proofing someone's installation, you probably would because mm. the switches that are coming across now that require a neutral to work, either for RF or to be able to send some sort of signal uh, via Wi-Fi or something like that, I think they're going to need that 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 neutral at the switch. But again, this is all the stuff that part of my new job is going to be finding out. So just to find out what you guys need to be able to do your job. And we're hopefully, as a manufacturer, we're going to listen and we're going to start to produce stuff that you guys can fit and forget because that's what you want, don't you? I've really got an opportunity to make the rest of your 12 months really easy, mate. Just rattle them off now. Uh, we'll get it done. <laughs> I've got a list here. Wait, the next one, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's why 12 months aren't lovely. Thank you very much. <laughs> so what do you do? So I would try to do this again. So... In terms of Rick's credit, I would always three-plate, and I'd three-plate the lights. That's just how I was taught. That's in me. That's what I would do. Um, I was always taught. I'm not even sure. It might have been an old regulation in the 16th that neutrals weren't permitted at switches. That's so what, what, was what do you taught, do when you can't be to, a myth. What do you do with down lights then? I just use a junction box. Junction box, yeah. So one junction box and then spiral that's all the about, You're only talking about one lights. extra connector block, aren't you? It's not like... Yeah, but if you're, if you're doing like 12 down lights in and out, in and out, in and out, three-plate, it doesn't work. It's just it's it's ridiculous. You'd have one to have a dungeon them. box. Do you know what? That's yeah, gonna yeah, be on well, your yeah. grave that's gonna be on your gravestone, Rick. Don't work. Because <laughs> that's all you ever say. It does work, it can work. Don't say don't work. Yeah, but it's in, it's an insane way to wire down lights because you know what a table is like in down lights. <laughs> it's not insane. You don't get so much nowadays, but there was a time where wall lights, picture lights were the thing to have. And trying to do three plate in the back of one of them mm. is just a nightmare. You're never going to hide it. And um, again, this, this is where now we've moved away from all lights. It tends to be uh, downlighters. And uh, if anyone's going to 
do away with them, which is what all the new glossy mags will provide you with. They're, they're all standard lamps that go around the room via a, a three amp or five amp plug via a switch. So it's it's sort of going round because that's what we used to have in the in the thirties and forties. So it's 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 strange, really. What would you do, Sam? Yeah. Huh? What would you do? Uh, I actually, uh, I like feeding the switch. I just do. After your bad ladder experience. <laughs> it's a safer way of working, without doubt, because you're less time on steps and things like that. But yeah, yeah, I just, I just think it's easier. Yeah, some people do see that, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, yeah, some people do say that it's, you're safer because you are working, um, again, safer doing all the second fixed connections there rather than spending all the time up there but I, I'm, I'm not worried about that I the yeah I know from my point of view in, in the social housing that I'm doing at the moment I would I would hate everything to be at the switch because it makes, makes sticking a smoke alarm in harder or sticking a fan in anything like that is, is now yeah, a lot harder isn't it yeah, well, I had to do one in my ass. I put I wanted to put with the break that sort of things that have happened lately with the white goods. I wanted to have I've got a utility room separate from my kitchen. So between my utility room and my downstairs smoke detector is two doors. So I wanted to have a detector in my utility room just for just for peace of mind, really. Yeah. And I took the light down, there's no no, no no permanent live. So oh my god. <laughs> and no I, now no smoke alarm. <laughs> I definitely did not put it on the wall above the switch. <laughs> a bit trunking. It's a uh, Google Nest, so they, they, they the manufacturer lets you do that. But it's um, yeah, I'd like to have it on the ceiling, but it's a small utility room, and I thought better to have it than not have it. So that's my yeah, logic beyond that. Nothing, yeah. Mm. Are we doing tool dash? I've got a yeah. good one. And the oh, tool dash allows me turning my chair around. Have you have you have you come prepared, Darren? No. Right. Well, have you, <laughs> you got know a the balls? Yeah. Go on, go on, I've Rick. got a tool dash. Okay. The balls. The balls of the tool dash is simple. You've got to go and dash to get a tool um, that you think is what something quite right, handy that not many people might know about, or something you want to bring attention to. So we've had a few different ones. Every been probably the most, the biggest one was Spencer with his dungeon keys. Yeah, that's you a good know, call for, the keys. Mine was the best one. Ninja mask. Yeah, I weren't here for that. Yeah, also, and that's not a tool. No, it's just a tool wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> I had, the, I had the um, obviously the multi tool, Makita, excellent oh. kit. <laughs> that was the biggest regret in the world. All right, boys, <laughs> three, two, face. one, off you go. Go. Am I going? Have you got something? No. <laughs> that Darren ain't gone nowhere. Where you going, Dad? He's getting a book. <laughs> you go. I've, I've got mine. Mine's here. Look, oh, get Sanka out. Hold on. Go. Off you go. Off you go. I've never been this guy that has to sit here on my own before. I think Sam does this a lot better because he just talks nonsense. <laughs> what? I'll get labelled with this nonsense talking. Yeah. <laughs> you got that was yeah. quick. You've got to sound straight from that book collection, I'm guessing. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't, no. But what you do find is you find that I've been, I've been uh, dragging out lots of stuff here. This is, this is generally where, when I do work from home in my home office, this is where it all happens. So this is where I, I'll do lots of my stuff here. So, so yeah, I've got lots of, at the top there, I've got um, all my old teaching notes and bits and bobs like that. Nice.
these are current books that I need to reference from and refer to every now and then. So I've got those as well. And then obviously access to the IT equipment will sit there in this desk. So I generally get left alone if I'm in here. So it's... I've got to be honest, the whole working from home, look, I've been off work since last Thursday. I've had to have a COVID test, which is an interesting conversation, actually. I want to know how many people actually know where their tonsils are. Um, but, but, but second to that, I like, just sit down and I, I start working. I've been trying to sort of look up fire regulations, get my head into that and the ICO products a little bit. And I do about half hour and I'm just, that's it. I'm, I'm just, that's a, so I've got two. I need to be at work. Right, story, I've got two. Everyone's back. So let's start with Darren, please. What did you bring us? Right. The, the first thing is I, I, I found out about these a couple of years ago and thought at a particular moment in time, I thought, I'm, I'm not really going to need one. So this is a USB tester. So the sockets that are out there, loads of them out there. And uh, this actually will draw down the correct amount of milliamps. And then if it's not, it would just switch off. So this actually, when people are installing these things, you test at the, the 13 amp part of the socket, but this will actually test the USB part of it as well. There's probably going to be an adapter on one of these now for a USB-C as well. So, yeah. one of those. But I never thought, I saw it instantly and thought, I said, okay, but how many times are you going to need it? And I think in the last 18 months, I probably have used it a good 10 or 12 times, trying to prove to people that... It's... Has one ever failed? What, USB sockets? Yeah. Like, has it failed the test? You don't, you don't have to come so close to your mic. Stay where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah i mean to, yeah to, just just using this to pr try to prove a point that you look it's it's your lead or it's that that's that's not working the device but yes this this identified actually two times in the last uh sort of 12 months it's the socket that's that's been faulty as a oh. technical question that i know you would have had during your time at the nic should you be testing the usb outlets on a usb socket uh, no, there's, there's no actual requirement to test at that part of the circuit there. You, you're testing at the 13 amp part of the socket as well. So you're, you're, you are completing a test at the connections, but there's no requirement to carry out a test like I've got. It's just a lovely bit of kit to have in the bag. I think you might. I've got some from Klein, actually. Klein do a couple of them. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's Klein's. Yeah, it is yeah. Klein's. If you're after one, you could get them off. Like I think they're stocked at most CEF branches if you're looking for one of them. But I think you might well add it to have in yeah, your bag. Sam. Right, so I've got two things. Obviously, one's going to be ridiculous. But, so it's nearly Halloween. Or when this comes out, it would have been Halloween, right? So what do you need at Halloween? You need to defend against vampires. So, for those geeks out there, I have the blade sword. For oh, look, Trish is nice. That... <laughs> look. From Supermod, what was it, Clyde? The replica from Blade. See? Decent. Right. <laughs> that was just stab that in your floor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then I've got this, and I know Rick's going to be slightly jealous. It's my a small Dewalt box. Oh, it's not, though. It's very That sexy. definitely is a small Dewalt box. Oh, come on. Yeah, Everyone I that you need, and it is lovely as well. It's pretty decent i'm gonna go well against you here i'm gonna be really i'm gonna really upset you wait until you get wait until you hear the price though rick go on tell me uh 24 pounds but uh, you know what 
if you was going to buy a tape measure, what would you get? Uh, tape measure. Uh, yeah. What? What? What, what brand? Whatever's in Screwfix. Whatever's in Screwfix. Stanley. Yeah, Stanley. Stanley. Exactly. So for people to buy DeWalt hand tools, frankly, I think you're a bit of a bastard. Yeah, but this. Look, just listen to this. It's nice, real nice motion to it. That's it's what I do. When, whenever I get a ratchet, I always go, hold on. That sounds good, that. Let me just give it a little tune. Uh, <laughs> Mr. I spend 160 quid on a Weera set to loot a bit every, every other week. I never bought... No, nah, what are you talking about? I mean, uh, Rick's... Rick's Rick I think you're getting me Weera. confused with Nick now. No, you love Weera. I, I, I probably could, I've probably got three weirder things, in all honesty, thinking about it off the top of my head. So what is wrong with my set? It's, if, I, if I want a power tool, I go to DeWalt. If I want hand tools, I fucking oh. stay well away. Personally. How? Because it's DeWalt. DeWalt ain't, you know, they've done this range of hand tools. I'll tell you well, what, I'm telling, listen, I'll tell you listen, what happened, listen, listen. One day... I'm telling you, they're, they're good quality. I know... I, Listen, I've got health. He brings a samurai sword and we're having a row about the DeWalt kit. This, this is like when Neil tried to defend his vampire killing sword. Get it right. It's like, it's like when Neil tried to defend his multi tool. That fell on deaf ears as well. Listen, I see a geezer once. When the DeWalt stuff come out, he bought a set of DeWalt tin snips. Don't and they were the worst again. fucking. I didn't even cut fucking tin. They were shot. And I was like, <laughs> I'm Struggle never with paper. I was, he, he probably got left handed ones or so. I don't know. But I was like, I'm never, that, I will never buy a DeWalt hand tool in my life. I just won't. It's ridiculous. Um, Neil, what you got? Well, it's actually quite. I think I'm about to release something that's going to be probably a game changer in the industry. I was on site. Probably the other day. I've seen no, your tools. I know this is the thing. I, I I saw this on site the other day from another trades, and I've never seen one before. Well, it's actually two items, but they work together. I've never seen one before, and I've this is the nuts. What's it going to come up with here? So, what apparently this is? <laughs> so, what I saw, I think it was a chippy. So what he does, he puts this thing on the ground and then the rubbish that he accumulates from the day just, just sweeps it into that. And then the geese, he just picks it up and put it in the bin. <laughs> I just, so I, 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 I spoke to the wife about it. She said, yeah, we've got some at home. So I found these. She got these out for me earlier. And uh, yeah, I was really quite impressed with that, I must admit. I thought it was really good. It's not going to do much for your back, mate. I've got to be honest here. Well, it's got I've a long stick. Hang on, hang on, no, 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 no. I've got employees. <laughs> well, one of them's got a long stick. I feel you like they're making you... a fucking fundamental mistake with these. Can I just say something here? Who just noticed how big uh, Nils Darby is? He's got a gut and a half on it. Don't suck in. Don't suck in. Listen, you come back from Portugal 10 kilos lighter. 100% you put them back on plus two. I was only because after he bought that, he could afford to eat for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Eating comes before paying rent. That's why I had to get the trees up quick so I could get some fruit to have something to eat. <laughs> that, was, that was survival. We weren't, we weren't one. Oh, but I can also um, that, that bit of kit there, I think it's called a dustpan and brush. Um, yeah, recommend it to anyone. I think it's Game expensive, changer. mate. Game changer. I think it's expensive. I don't even know where it'd fit in my van. I've never seen any electrical contracts have one in my van, never. My wife stuck one in my van. I didn't know what it was. It came out. It looks like witchcraft to me. It's not something I want to get involved in. Right, moving on. It's a sensibility. You ever seen one of these? How boring is that? Oh, that's a light, light lamppost keys. Wow, lamppost keys. And I always call these CK, but it's actually made by Nipex. But look, 
Until you try and get into a lamppost and don't have the key, you don't know how valuable they are. <laughs> Mate, they, these are about 20 quid. And they I are perfect. Say something. Can Never you wake me, me up after this segment? Because that is the most boring tour ever presented. Oh, until no, you've worked tries to get into a lamppost and then you sit there with your long nose tires, a... pulling your hair out. Brilliant <laughs> keys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly, you don't know you need them until, until you bloody need them, do you? Mm. And then you sit there and obviously Sam's that sort of guy that, you know, when you go to these little plastic... <laughs> These little plastic... Sorry. Sarah, drill it out. <laughs> these little plastic triangles, yeah. You know, some dickhead's been in every pair of pliers and it's, it's, it started as a triangle. Now it's a fucking square, half a circle. You can't get nothing in there. And you go, mate, why don't you just have a set of them for 20? No, do you know what you do? Do you know what you do? Go to a tree, you cut off a little bit of branch, you taper down the end, you whack it in with a hammer, and then you turn it and it works just the same. Brains, see? Push fix. Also, can I go back to your DeWalt, your DeWalt hand tools here and ask how oh. often you use a socket set? Uh, depends. Aren't you working with Twin and Earth at the moment? <laughs> second <laughs> fixing. Second oh. fixing. I need, I, need that, I need that 30 mil for these sockets. Sam <laughs> so is definitely the kind of spark that uses the impact driver to do the 3.5s, without a doubt. You know I am. Yeah. We had I've this conversation. specifically for that. <laughs> So, right. and it's, it's, it's one of our trigger points. It's like points. a little 20-pound special, isn't it? It's the 20-pound special. Uh, it's a 10.8-volt um, Makita uh, impact, but it's 15 years old, so it barely does them up anyway. But it's easier than using a screwdriver, isn't it? Oh, anyway. You can never work for me. doing nothing. Come on, Oops. <laughs> I, bet, on. I bet you do MCB terminals up and all of your drill, do you? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's just, it, no, well, I, use, I use I use a torque screwdriver. For those that for those that are listening for those that are listening. For those that are listening, what Sam just done there is just go, go through the process. If I tell the truth, what is the likely outfall? No. <laughs> you, you know when you have your tires changed and you get a geezer on the drill, Sam, you are the guy that goes zoop, ba, 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 and then when you pull over on the side of the road and you wrench that big and you can't jump it up and down on the thing. See, I find this very, very insulting that I'm always mocked like this. About Not as insulting as your haircut, mate, but moving on, we're coming mate, to the end of the show. <laughs> Listen, you can't say nothing about haircuts. I've not like, got a haircut, mate. My hair's I've never gone. seen anyone mess up a crew cut. It's How gone. do you do that? It's gone. It's gone. No, hang on, hang on. All you've got to do, anyone who wants to go and check out, and I'll put a link above here, right? Um, there was, I think it was the tool bag review done in, in a kitchen or something, an empty property, Rick. And oh, there is a haircut. <laughs> there is a haircut that needs mentioning far more than it gets away with. It is <laughs> that something was, else. That, that is that is that was like a uh, like a hedgehog living on my head, really. Oh, I watched that the dear. other day. And I it think looked like kid and play. The, the picture, Remember that? The, yes. The videos you're looking <laughs> House for. House party. <laughs> I think the, the, the first video I was ever done, so it was the T Stack radio, the the loop, the Q Tech plug tester. It's all in the same property. And yeah, it was like a like it was a mohawk. But if if you get a mohawk and you don't do anything with it, it just goes. First of all, what grown man gets a mohawk? It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? Only only a chap from Basildon would do that. <laughs> Listen, I feel I feel like at the time I was styling myself on Joe Marlow a little bit. I thought if this guy could do it, anyone can. Um, right. I was incorrect. Listen, you write a mohawk <laughs> like it was normal. 
That's all. That's you've lost all credibility with anyone ever in the world Listen, walking around with a mohawk. If the, if De Niro can do it, mate, in Taxi Driver, who, who are you to argue? Do you know what I mean? Some well, of the greats have, have, have to, worn mohawks. Hate to break it to you. Hate to break it to you. Not De Niro. Not close. What do you mean? Taxi Driver. Oh, I'm not De Niro. No. I, 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 thought, I thought we were talking about who was in who was in taxi driving. But just as a reminder, this is the electrician's guide to everything Monday Club. So those who may think this is the uh, the, the movie review on Radio Five, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not the Archers because we fucking swear. So let's let's bring this to a conclusion, Darren. I think it's going to be a real positive move for Skullmore. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what's coming out in the future. Where can everyone find you? Yeah, so I mean, if you're if you're bumbling along on your Insta on whever it is social media platform, the one your your chosen weapon of choice. You just sound li- like me, Davin. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure <Social> media. <laughs> <laughs> just literally, just just follow us and and the stuff that I'm going to be doing and the team that I'm working with is going to be out there. So if you follow us, the stuff we're doing will come and find you. Excellent. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be well. I'm really am following Skullmore, but I'm really going to be looking oh, out with interest. Can we announce oh. a little something? Sorry? Can we announce something? Or am I not allowed to yet? I don't know what it is, mate. So, well, this so, is not, so, so this is not a private conversation. So if you say it, by no, default, to. you're going to announce it. All right, well, I'm just asking. So let's wait to, we let's are going to be doing a... Uh, we are going to be doing... I feel like you've gone the wrong direction here. We, we never had the conversation. You've gone, can I announce it? We've gone, it ain't a private conversation, we don't know. And you've gone, I know, I'll announce it. <laughs> perhaps don't announce it. <laughs> perhaps, no, I perhaps, I've got perhaps, it now. I've got yeah, but we don't know what you're going to say. What don't worry about it. So, <laughs> so just in case, just in case. Skullmore, how not to do a podcast. Um, on some um, projects in the future. So I thought I'd let you know. Was that it? What a load of shit. Christ. <laughs> was that a big announcement? We, we know but, you're going to tell us what projects they are. Uh, no. Can't oh, well, fucking hell. <laughs> That's a but conversation for after the record button's been It's like watching off, an episode of fucking EastEnders here. Someone's got a knife to someone's throat, but we don't know if they're going to die. <laughs> I guarantee that sword's in your foot. Gents, no, as we've always pleasure. said, there's no better time to, to learn to be an electrician or, or to get the... Uh, the content that's out there is phenomenal. And I feel like we've got a, um, a real power player that's going to spread their wings and give us some good stuff to watch and enjoy. So cheers, Darren. Cheers, everyone. Thanks Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Have a great night. Take care. Electrician's Monday Club brought to you by myenergy.com. <laughs>